In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to scale your designs as a way to get the most out of the digital assets that you create. Welcome to Make Money With Your Art. I'm your host, BJ Dell. I'm a freelance artist who took creating art as a hobby and turned it into a full-time business that brings in six figures a year. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you what I've learned along the way to help inspire and motivate other artists like you. So if you want to learn how to turn your creative passion into a successful online business, keep listening. So one area where I think a lot of artists fail at is they don't see the overall value in the work that they create. Uh, Much like I've talked about before in the past, I'm not a huge fan of commissions. I'm not a huge fan of client work. And if you've listened to the podcast before or you've watched some of the YouTube videos that I've done where I've talked about this, I know most artists, they sign off their rights when they make an image for a client or a commission. And I really don't see the value of investing time into a piece that you're only going to get paid for one single time. And the same school of thought here can also be applied to personal work that you make that you're going to sell and make money on for yourself. It's not something you're sending off to a client. It's not something you're doing for a commission. You're keeping the work for yourself and you're selling it. But at the same time, I think there's a better way to look at this. So why invest time into a single design that you're only going to plan on using for one purpose? So this is going to be making a design. You've got an idea and you slap it on a product and that's it. There's nothing else done with it. It's got one single purpose. It's going to be on one product. And this is really where scaling your designs come in. So I did a YouTube video on this topic last year. I think it was. I don't think it was earlier this year. I think it was last year. But I think it's something that's definitely important enough to cover here as well, in case you guys missed out on that video. And the one thing that I would urge you to do when you think about scaling your designs is really look for different ways that you can use one design on a variety of products. So this idea and this approach, it's really going to tie into targeting niches like we've covered in previous episodes. And like I go back to, if you guys haven't listened to all the previous episodes, definitely go back, spend some time to get caught up because I'm just going to keep building and building on these kind of core components that we've talked about in the past. So to explain this, let's kind of make up a niche. Let's think of a niche and let's say, uh, let's go with hairless cats or sphinx cats. A hairless cat's always been on my bucket list to get. It's been one of those things that I've always wanted. Uh, there was two different animals. I wanted a St. Bernard. We got a St. Bernard years and years ago. She passed away years ago, too. Uh, but got a St. Bernard, and the other thing that I always wanted as a kid was a hairless cat. Haven't got there yet, but it's still on the list, so we'll see what happens. So let's say that's the niche that you identify, and you design just this really kick-ass hairless cat design, and you throw it on a shirt and you target hairless cat owners in your title and your description. You know, they own a hairless cat, so you're sure that they're going to love your design, which they might, and they might buy it. So cool. You put that one up, but it's just a design by itself, and this is where the scaling comes in and looking at it from a different kind of viewpoint to get more sales, to reach more people. So what if someone wants a more targeted personal shirt? We talked about niching down within a niche before, and this is where it comes in because you've already done the work. You have the design made, so don't stop there. There's so much else that you can do. So let's use that design again, adding maybe some text this time and niche it down even further. So how about a woman that has a hairless cat? She owns a hairless cat. So 
By this example, you could use that same image, that same design that you did, throw some text on there that says proud mom of a hairless cat. Uh, same thing with a guy, you know, you can put proud dad of a hairless cat. You can even go for jokes. Uh, talked about before owning a St. Bernard. And I know one of the popular joke shirts for dogs that slobber is uh, this isn't dog hair on my shirt. It's St. Bernard slobber or St. Bernard glitter uh, is another one that they say. And I mean, they use it for, you know, golden labs and everything else, but you could use that kind of to base a joke off of and say, that's not cat hair on my shirt. No, really it's not. I own a Sphinx, you know, just something funny like that. Or you could target kids. If there's a family that owns a hairless cat and they might want the, the proud mom, the proud dad for the parents. And then for the kids, you know, you could do this boy or this girl loves his or her hairless cat. And you've got a whole different family of shirts right there. They're using the same design. So it ties them in, but they each say something personalized to that individual person. So for a lot of niches though, you can easily, I would say get a dozen, if not more unique ideas just by reusing that one single design and adding text to it, changing it up, adding more to it, changing the target audience for it. There's just a bunch of different approaches that you can do. And this is the definition for me. I've talked about it before of working smarter and not harder. Think how long it would have taken you to make a dozen different designs for different niches. And approaching it this way, in this case, we're able to hit multiple sub niches within that bigger niche, opening up the possibilities for more sales, just using that one single design element that we only had to draw once. One time was all it took. It's going to use just a little bit of work here and there to add the text and, you know, format everything and make sure it looks good. But you're going to be able to get out a ton of products in comparison to drawing 12 different designs. And really, depending on the design, you could actually hit more than one bigger niche too. So in that example, you know, we talked about the hairless cats. It's going to be the, the big niche in that. I mean, it's a sub niche within cats, you know, but the, the overall niche that we're going for is hairless cats. And then I talked about, you know, scaling it down, targeting it even closer to the mom, dad. But like I talked about in the YouTube video that I did on this, uh, for that one, I used the example of an apple. And with that, you could scale it to so many different niches. You could do orchard workers, you could do vegans, uh, you could do teachers or do school themes with it. And there's some other ideas too. I know I did multiple ones, maybe seven or eight. I just can't remember all of them, recall all of them right off the top of my head right now. So if you guys want to check out that video that I've referenced a couple times now, I'll go ahead and link that in the description too. So you can check it out or the show notes as it's called on podcasts. So the designs you make, they're called digital assets, right? And even if you're a traditional artist listening to this, number one, thanks for listening. But with traditional art, you can scan that in and still make it digital. So I'm including you in this too. But really, like I said, digital assets, treat them like assets. Use them, reuse them. Just look for every possible opportunity that you can that you can make them do the work for you. They're there, you made them, you own them. I mean, you could even use them in work that you do and then sell them as clip art for other people to use. You retain the ownership rights, so you still own them. You're making money off of the products that you're selling in addition to the sales from the digital files. So that's another approach. I know sometimes people are a little bit more 
protective of their work. If they're going to put it on products, they don't want a bunch of other people being able to use the same image. So I understand that, but it's another option that you can consider. And don't get me wrong. Honestly, if you want to make something, you know, just really crazy good that can only be used for one single purpose, do it. If you need to do it for sanity's sake, don't, you know, use this episode as a reason to say, well, I can't do that because he's talking about scaling your designs. I get that. I understand that. I still do that sometimes if I need to work something just out of my system and just do an awesome design that I can only use one time, I'll do that. But really, I just urge you to spend the majority of your time creating the other type of designs that we talked about today. And I can guarantee you this approach, it's really going to allow you to make more products it's going to allow you to make more money since you have more products. And it's also going to free up more time too, where you can make more designs or you can make more products instead of focusing on each individual design. Scaling like this is just going to open up so many different opportunities. It's just crazy. So, all right, guys, that's it for today's episode. I know this one was kind of short, but it is important to talk about. So that's it for today. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about Patreon as a way to make money with your art. Full disclosure here, I actually did Patreon last year. I killed it off in January of this year. So I'll be able to give you kind of my thoughts and my experience on the platform. And you can decide if it's something that you want to do to make money with your art. And before we go, like I said last week, if you guys could do me a favor, I talk about it in the outro, but wherever you listen to the podcast, especially Apple Podcasts, if you could rate and review the podcast, I would truly, truly appreciate it. And I'm going to pick out one listener review a week to read at the end of the podcast. And this one comes from Keeps It Crunchy. Awesome. Five stars. So grateful that this podcast exists. A ton of useful information, clear and concise thoughts, well-organized and fun. This will definitely benefit my art and help bring it to the next level. Thank you for paying it forward. Well, thank you. Keeps it crunchy for leaving the review. I truly appreciate it. And until next time, keep creating. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you gain some valuable information that you can apply to your own art business. If you want to check me out online, here's where you can find me. And I'll go ahead and link all these in the show notes as well. So I've got a YouTube channel called Let's Draw with BJ Dell, where I post drawing tutorials and digital art how-to videos. If you want to hop on over there, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notified when I post new videos. My website is bjdell.com. You can check out some of my artwork over there. Plus, there's a contact form where you can send me any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BJ Dell. And last but not least, I have a private group for artists over on Facebook called Keep Creating a Learn, Draw, Share Art Community where you can share your art, get feedback, and just meet some really cool, supportive people. So really want you guys to be a part of that as well too. So hop on over there and join the group. Once again, thanks for listening. And if you could do me a favor and leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and definitely share it with a fellow artist if you think they would enjoy it. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep creating.